You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Let's roll. Game Time Decisions are radio. Red Heat and Rage. I am Rage. He is Red Heat. Gabriel Morency. Sitting alongside Cam Stewart, who I warned last night not to take no! the Toronto Maple Leafs. No! And I'm kicking myself no! for not loading up on the Buffalo Sabres. I'm kicking myself. That was got, a $700 parlay. I got to tell you, I'm starting to really uh, figure out the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, what, they only beat Tampa Bay and Toronto? Yes, <laughs> and San Jose. That's right. Plus two. No, here's the tip about the Sabres. If they're plus 270, you take them. If they're minus or minus 120, plus one, you can't take them unless they're almost a three-to-one pooch. You want to know what you, uh, you want to know what a, a Buffalo Saber Coyote parlay uh, paid last night? $100. I'm thinking probably about uh, over a grand. Oh, think higher. Twelve hundred. Think higher. Coyotes plus two hundred. Fourteen hundred. Higher. Fourteen thousand. Fourteen. Yeah. So, oh, sorry. Four, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred. Yeah. Oh my God. Fourteen thousand dollars. If you just would have put a hundred dollars last night on a parlay with the Coyotes and the Sabers, a hundred dollars, you'd have fourteen thousand dollars, and uh, your buddy would owe you fourteen k. Imagine the feeling. I do imagine the feeling. You know what the worst was? When the Leafs were up 2-1, to one, I could have live bet the Sabres to plus 850. I wish I was Cam's bookie. What, 1,000? 10-1? No, no. No, because no, the Coyotes were, last night, they were at yeah, plus 270, and the Sabres were about plus 300. So. Yeah, it's times 100 bucks. Yeah. That's that's 140-1. to one. It's insane. <laughs> it's insanity. I'll tell you one thing. The Tampa Bay Lightning fade them down the rear. We've already we've already seen what's going on. Arizona beat them down last. And all they want to do is get to the playoffs. I'm they're telling the be- you, though. They're the be- you think the Sabres are a good bet? Betting fading Tampa will make you rich down the stretch. I'm telling you, though, if you did this parlay every night, you would make money at the end of the year. Of course Kevin. you would. The That's only because thing when is you, hit it. you can't have your will broken. Basically, you take the biggest dogs, two of them, every night. Parlay, 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 yep. hundred buck parlay, parlay. If it hits, thirty eight hundred, fifty two hundred. Yep. I know because I there was used to be this waiter at a restaurant that I went to in Montreal. He didn't know anything about hockey. He was like, uh, he was like a Nigeria uh, Nicaraguan or something. Yep. He was like more of a uh, soccer guy. Yeah, he was Central American. Yep. And he was kind of new. Uh, to the country, but he liked to gamble. And uh, <laughs> who so, doesn't? Yeah, so he used to play lottery tickets every day, and like every like a stack. And it was like a lottery store right next to the restaurant. And he used to bet on hockey. He knew nothing about it, but he would take the six ties every night. The six ties, six ties, six ties, six ties, and he would put five dollars a day on it. And if it paid, man, it would pay like $28,000, You saw what happened, right? Remember when guys were doing that here? We used to do it. We used to do the six-game ties when, yep. uh, when the new teams came in the league. They got hit so hard, they made it a four-time exactly. maximum. They won't let you do and it. And in so. college basketball, they changed all the odds. So this guy did it. I remember, man, hockey started in October. He lost every day. Into November, he lost every day. And then... So hit the couple, gets guess, it all back and I guess more. He was a, uh, I guess he was a good, uh, good God-fearing man. Because right around Christmas time, man, he, he was all excited. I came in. He goes, oh, it finally won. It hit. It hit. And boom, he showed me. It was like same thing, like $16,000 or something. I was like, holy crap. 
And uh, we, I added it up after. I'm like, you know, the dude really only lost like 70 days in a row. Five bucks, $350. Yeah. But you can't have your will broken, right? Because if you paid $100, look, how many days? There's only, what, like 200 days in the season. Yep. So you put uh, you put, um, you put put a $100 parlay down, let's say 200 days every day. That's $20,000. And if you hit one, you'll get your money back probably. One yeah. or two. Yeah, you hit two, yeah. three, four. Oh, you're playing with house money. You're crushing oh, you're, it. You're, you're, the book's shutting yeah. you down Mise, because you just beat him for $180,000. Mizo's you in Quebec's like, who is this? Who is this guy? They're going to put you under surveillance. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing, Well, man. you do it. It's like the guys, and they, they tune into the show, our boy Spenny Mac. The he's Spenny Mac knows what he's doing. He swings for the fences, and it hits every now and then, and it makes up for the losses. And you don't mind the frustrating bad beats because you're like, I just won 8K I'm from the dude, and it turned out the same week remember the guy he was on twitter and it turns out he's a fan of ours he was the one that played uh, the mise au jeu in montreal yep in which i don't know how the hell he did it but he admitted to me he sent me a dm after because i printed his ticket and he actually sent me a message he goes marenzi that's my ticket and he goes i'm not gonna lie i paid i played 10 of them brilliant so he put a hundred dollars down on extreme measures basically <laughs> like like dude the guy had the Philadelphia, like, they have good props in Quebec on the lottery. So he had the Philadelphia Eagles to beat the Minnesota Vikings by 25 or more. What a pick. Which they did. <laughs> like, oh, who would have picked that? Nobody. You and I would have been the suckers. Yeah. No way the Vikings don't cover on a 13-point <laughs> teaser. <That's really> like, <laughs> this guy's dropping $100 parlays that the Eagles are going to win by 25 or more. It paid $11,000. He admitted, he goes, no, no, I, pay, I played like 10. He goes, I played $1,000, 10, $100. And he goes, this is one of them hit, and it was $11,000. You talked about he it. He made $10,000. Oh, you talked about it shows before. Bookies don't fear very many people. They fear big parlay gamblers. Guys who are nuts, guys who will throw $500 at them, six bangers. They got no way to hedge off the action. Yeah. They're dead. That's what he told me. A friend of ours that you know who we used to gamble with, he doesn't have an associate anymore. Because that guy, remember, they had separate clients, but they went on the bankroll together. Say, Marenzi Stewart Incorporated yeah. book. We're both in for half. Our buddies clients, some of them were losing. The other guy got hit with a real skilled player. He's out of the business, but he took over his his players in action. He got smoked by parlays. No, I know a dude, uh, like you said, too, um, part of the same uh, consortium. Same consortium. Yeah. <laughs> consortium. I remember him one snapping, same thing. He's like, no more freaking 16 D's uh, parlays. He goes, from now on, four. Yeah. And he goes, I swear, I'm going to cut it to two. <laughs> I know. And, like, he was pissed because, exactly, he's like, these guys are trying to bury me. He's like, every night, these $400, 14 parlays. And he's like, same thing. He lived in fear because he said, he goes, man, they'll go three weeks without winning. And then, boom, they hit $18,000. <laughs> And he goes, they only bet 4,400 in parlays, right? Exactly. So he's like, you can't, like there's you said, no mathematics to hedge it the, off. And the problem is, yeah, with the book, because most bookies want to hedge the, the heavy action that they have. They can't hedge it because there's parlays. Exactly. And as a player, we talk about it, plus money. You're not, that's where you get in trouble with the juice, plus money. money. You play parlays, you're playing plus money. I've been a big uh, parlay uh, proponent over the last uh, recent while, actually. I've just, I've just played the two-team parlays. And maybe a three-team parlay, like hang into to March Madness here into the Final Four. I'm not just gonna take like, oh, I'm gonna what am I gonna do? Take Michigan minus two forty-five on a money line. Villanova's gonna beat Kansas. I think the Michigan Loyola game goes over. 
So I'm going to money line Michigan, Villanova, any over, and suddenly I got a plus 283 parlay. Damn right. You know what saved my ass last night? Round Robins. Exactly you don't what get you talk anywhere about. with this. No, you don't. 90 cents on the dollar money. stuff. The you Leafs, just don't. The Leafs has a favorite. Think about this. The only reason I got my money, I actually made money last night, I'm doing I'm doing round robin parlays, Marenzi. That's the only way to get it all back. Yeah, it's a because smart when, move. Because when you yeah. hit it, it's my new thing now. So but at least if you go two or three, you're getting somebody back. That's what I'm talking back. about, yeah. right? Because the Sharks won late. The Kings won late. All those parlays went ding, 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 and they made up for all. I'm telling you. Two and three game parlays is the way to roll. Dave Malinsky, uh, you know, one of the um, most respected gamblers uh, in America, will join us in a couple of minutes. We'll get Dave's uh, take on the parlay approach. Dave, Dave has a a different. He's like an assassin in the sense that he'll play plus money. I know Dave will play some parlays, but Dave will play wherever he thinks there's value. A good number. Yeah. Like, basically. He'll, he'll search for a good number. Yeah. Like, if it's, you know, he thinks it should be five and it's three, he'll play. Yep. If he thinks there's, like, a weakness, you know, with, with a half point here, he'll play it. Like basically, you know, we'll ask him about it. And he's told me many times. He goes, Cap, Dave told me, I don't play games or teams. I play numbers. Like, I'm not betting on the team. Yep. Like, the other night he took a team. And he goes, I'm not taking this team because I like this team. I'm taking this team because they fall into this value situation and not a trend like, oh, they're 18 and two against the spread when they wear blue jerseys type of thing. He's talking about a number trend, you know, which, you know, they should be four and a half point favorites. It's yep. only two. It's underpriced. I'm buying in. Is it very similar to our buddies at Fantasy, Drew Dinkmeyer and all these guys? They play numbers. They play systems. They do all that stuff. Yeah, you, yeah, you talk about it. The things, the, the Roto World package, you know, to make you a better gambler. It's all numbers. It's all broken down. They got huge, huge in algorithms. Well, numbers, very, are, numbers, numbers are very important. Numbers betting is the way to go, except the only thing is degenerate gamblers aren't the most number-driven people. No. The number-driven guys are more the math guys that aren't uh, aren't drunks. You know, aren't yeah. uh, aren't going out, aren't getting wasted, aren't. Uh, Good point. Nothing they're, affects, they're not, nothing affects their, their mental you state. Know, they're not degenerate gamblers. Yeah. That's another thing either. They're disappointed. I think like these fantasy guys accept losing better than we do. Mm, some of them. I, yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's tough. No, I think they fire off 500 lineups, and if it wasn't a yeah. good night, they'll just fire off another 500 lineups because they're more even keeled. Yeah. The degenerate gambler is more emotional. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, like if things go bad earlier in the card, you tend to double up late. We do all, all the dumb things. And the thing is, too, to a fantasy it. DFS player, you can do it, but it's harder to do. Where if you're a gambler and you're having a bad night, you can end up putting $5,000 on the nightcap game. You're not really going to play $5,000 no. on a single game DraftKings at the end of the night. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's so it's like... Yes. Like even if you put like a hundred lineups in, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like all right, you play you played a thousand dollars. You know, it's harder to get in trouble. You're right. Speaking of which, uh, the Supreme Court is supposed to announce uh, their decision would legalize gambling any day. I don't know. They keep kicking the can down the uh, down the road on this. I think they've already made their decision. It's just when they're going to announce it, but it could be soon, real soon. It will take a little while though for it to. To trickle down yeah. completely. Basically, a Monmouth racetrack can will be Ooh. the first one out of the gate. I like Monmouth. Good stuff. That's like fantastic. that's that's the plan. Like if New because New Jersey's the one that suit, not the other states. The other states could follow suit after and basically not be stopped because they can say, Listen, the Supreme Court decided in New Jersey's favor, but that you know, there's still red tape. So basically, if let's just say hypothetically, I think April fourth is the next time. Really? So it's like next yeah. week that they could announce this. 
they have to announce it in the next couple of weeks. Like the the session's nearly over. Like it's the announcement's coming soon. I can't think of something smarter, Morency, when you owe money to get gambling. Like that's the thing. When you're in debt and you can make money, like that's what bothers me. Like, oh no, we're not going to create a casino. That's the first thing I think about when your when your state has debt and your country has debt. Well, gambling of a state that has debt and. Uh, it's really starting to speak our language, Cam. And you and I often talk about where we should retire to, and we're looking for value yeah. on the dollar. Oh, big time. i got to tell you, West Virginia. West Virginia's cheap? <laughs> oh, West Virginia's cheap, buddy. Next to we're, the, not, we're not staying at the Greenbrier. Next to Melrose Place, yeah. Yeah, next to Melrose. No, no, we're not staying I, at the Greenbrier. I'm Phil Mickelson for the Greenbrier. My son's taking over Falconry. We'll look up some rent, uh, actually, in West yeah. Virginia. But i got to tell you, Cam, West Virginia, they serve alcohol at their basketball and football games. I like it. And West Virginia uh, also wants to pass uh, sports gambling. Winner. So now, like, we really, you know, all you're missing, West Virginia, and I believe this is close, too, is the legalized recreational marijuana. Then that's your state. No, no, no. <laughs> then we're coming down to a football game. Oh, yeah. Meet Buddy with the raccoon skin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fire the I've always skin. wanted to go to a game in West Virginia on a Saturday night. You know what? We're gonna, our goal. And if there's yeah. sports gambling in the state, legalize weed and booze in the stadium, I have no reason not to go to West Virginia for a night. It would be my dream to get a picture of us and that guy. He's it's going to be tough, though. He's on the field. I don't know if he comes up to the stands with the gun. Last time uh, we were on uh, we were, we were on a campus, uh, though, me and Cam together, uh, the Mississippi State kids were throwing pebbles at my boy Cam. Oh, yeah. No, the rocks. Rocks, yeah. Well, it was all in good fun. It though. was a good fun. Look at your buddies. Uh, he, he's passed out on a pallet. The best <laughs> is this was three days of party. We're in the bar. We're in this college. Oh, we were drinking like fish. <laughs> yeah, we were hammered. Big bender. Multiple days. We're in this bar in Starksville. And Starksville. And... Cam sort of, you know, as always, has sort of disappeared. <laughs> so these kids come in the bar, and they're like, like, man, there's some big dude passed out on a pallet outside. And we're like, we're like oh, shit, Cam. We can't help. We go outside. And these kids are, like, throwing rocks oh, at yeah. Cam. They're trying. They Cam, thought it was dead. Cam's taking a nap. Like, he wasn't passed out. He was sort of like he was taking a nap on a wooden pallet, like, on the side of this bar, on the side of this hill in Mississippi. But they were sort of trying to wake him up. They were like, hey, bro. And there was like, thing is, the game was ending, and the frat boys were standing. These frat boys, you know. They're not the friendliest Yeah, guys. they were starting to show up. And some of the frat boys, not rocks, but they were throwing pebbles. Yeah, some of rocks. And they were like, yo, you got to wake up, man. They were like, the police are going to, you know. They were trying to warn them, too. You can't pass out here. And we were like, whoa, whoa, hey, hey, he's good, he's good, he's good. Hey, man, you saw what we did for those days. I, there were some cute girls. That, that, uh, very, 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 yes, yes. And another <laughs> and another thing about that, though, is like the way we partied in Vegas, like we did it up. Like remember uh, on uh, Juicy, God rest his soul, his property? That was nuts. Like we went day to day to day, and we went to, and did a game. Yeah, I'm a pretty, like, that is hardcore party. I'm a pretty hard partier, but, but uh, I tapped out before you did that. Yeah. I remember on the Saturday night, I hit the I, wall. I remember that, yeah, I know. I was just like, yeah. The I, worst I, when I was sleeping in Juicy's guest bed and I was all screwed up, and I reach over for a gun. I go, "Oh, it's a gun!" It wasn't a glass of water or a tumbler. I'm like, "A gun!" And then, and then I wake. He's got a harpoon gun in the corner. He's got a gun on the nightstand. I'm like, "Hell!" There's Our a buddy in Mississippi. I look in his room. He's passed out. He's got like six guns on the bed. It's like, dude, it's probably not the best idea to be all wasted exactly. passing out with guns on your bed. Exactly. <laughs> It's Mississippi. That yeah, was a lot of fun. It was Mississippi. Great times. It's a lot of guns in Mississippi. <laughs> Tons of guns. And we heard you remember LSU fan? He got surly too. Like yeah, we had some yeah. we had some good times on that trip. Yeah. I don't know if you remember too, they weren't a f- 
<laughs> Cam told him he's a big Neil Young fan. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah this is Leonard Skinner country. Yeah, he went to Stone Silence. They were like, yeah, we don't like Neil Young down like here very me. much. They like me, though. I was partying with those guys. Yeah, that I was, was like, that was was bad like Cam, yeah. Cam, yeah, they're not yeah. big on Neil yeah. Young. Sorry. Yeah, but it's Leonard Skinner. You ever yeah. heard the song? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I got, I got like, it. Yeah, we're like, yeah, he gets <laughs> Memo received. <laughs> that was a good trip. Yeah, we want to go. We want to go to uh, Morgantown. Yeah, we want to go to Morgantown. Meet Major Harris, get all drunk. I love Major Harris. One of my favorite quarterbacks is when I was young, that was my favorite guy. I used to draw like West Virginia Major <laughs> Harris stuff in class when I was bored. They were my team. All right, so Dave Malinsky is going to join us. Uh, we'll talk some NBA basketball. We'll also talk a little college basketball with the professor, of course. Big man on campus, Jeff Nadu, uh, will step up and in uh, as well. I'm a little jealous. Big man on campus going to San Antonio. Wow. Money. I hate to say it, though. Saturday is a Michigan fan. It's going to be a lot of fun in San Antonio. Monday? Not so much. <laughs> I hate to be a pessimist, but I don't want to fly home from San Antonio no. after losing to Villanova on yeah. Monday. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Decisions Radio, Red Heat and Rage. Countdown to the Final Four is on. Michigan, hail to the victor. Wolverine, the Michigan Wolverines, of course, in the Final Four. They're also in the Frozen Four. Good year for Michigan. Their wrestling team was kicking ass uh, in the NCAA wrestling uh, tournament. And uh, congratulations to the uh, Michigan uh, gymnastics uh, women's team. They just won the Big Ten title. Michigan's killing Rushing. it. I guess it uh, looks like Michigan's going to win that Capital One Cup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, we send it to Las Vegas, Nevada. Dave Malinsky. Do we have Dave Malinsky uh, ready to rock and roll? Can read Dave's uh, column on a daily basis. Sportsbookreview.com. We'll wait uh, for yeah. Dave. A lot of things to talk about. Your boy, uh, Trey Burke, in Michigan, Gabe. Uh, what a, I don't know if he was in you and uh, Steam Shrimp's lineup last night, but, man, what a performance for a cheap player on DraftKings. Michigan, Trey Burke, baby, get it done for the Knicks. Major, major night. What, 41 points? What do you have, 12 assists? Yeah, another Michigan Wolverine. Absolutely uh, killing it. That's fantastic. What a night, too, and he was a cheap, cheap player, too. All right, so, yeah, we'll track down uh, Dave Malinsky uh, right here. Got news on... Uh, yeah, Conflict Diamond running this evening. 
I'm excited. Last race of the night, Western Fair. Um, I think we've got a legitimate chance. Hopefully, listen, hopefully we can win a damn race, man. But at this point, Cam, I'm just happy with top three. Uh, yeah. We got to, yeah, basically. Top four was all right. Yeah, yeah. No, we, in the Olympics, we need to get on the podium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> top three. Get on the podium. Top three, the, the checks are just a little bit juicier. Yes, that's the thing. And uh, we've been, when, when Conflict Diamond was out, there were still payments to be made. So it's time to make real money. So we'll see what happens tonight in the field. But this is the thing. Take a look at the progression. Tenth. Ninth, sixth, fourth, Gabe. I see a lot of good things coming out. So I'm expecting a top three performance. Not even a shocker if a win. Don't want to tell the people to put all their money on the horse, but well, I'm there's no value. That, that's the thing. Don't bet on. Like it's just you're not going to get a good number. There's no value in betting on a horse because the odds. Um, look, we haven't won a race. We won a race last summer and we yep. got injured. So it's been about you know we've run probably about eight races without a win. Yeah. Yet the. The horse racing community has confidence in our horse because they know he's a good horse. They know that he's he's run and, and won five two before. Um, but at some point, you know, at some point, uh, you figure you figure that they would stop betting on him. We would be one of the favorites. Now, exactly. I think we're only the third favorite tonight, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the thing is, knowing the people who love you, they put the money on the horse. I'm going to tell you one thing: what to look forward tonight. Last time, he actually had a pretty bad trip. He got caught behind traffic. He made a great move to get into third, and then he ran out of gas. If we can get clean, avoid the traffic, get on the outside in the pocket, and then make a move, I feel very, very confident. Because I, the thing is, I was like, I talked to you about it. I go, where's the gear? Because remember, he used to have that gear. Like He was just, man, when he put it down, he put it down. But now, the work it took to get to the front, I think, was a big problem. If we can get a clean trip... I'm loving life, buddy, and I can feel it happening tonight. <laughs> I like your positivity. No, I'm a very tonight. positive person. Hey, I, I, I told you. Like, uh, the thing is, I saw, I saw some things, and I watched the last race three times. And people don't remember. Like, the thing that really bothered me about it was he didn't come out of the gate as usually he's pretty good and clean, and he gets around first or second. But he got behind horses early in that race. And remember, from that first lap, he got it all the way up to third and just ran out of gas and finished fourth. If we don't have to do that much work during the trip. We save feet. At the end of races, they show a board, you know, feet traveled by horse and all that stuff. And I look at it. I especially look at it when I'm dealing with Aqueduct, Santa Anita, and all these other tracks. He traveled too many too many feet, and that's what hurt him. If we get a clean trip, we can win tonight. That's the bottom line, Marenzi. I am positive. I feel good. Western Fair is a good new track. We got a new trainer. You know what? We got to be positive. You know what it is now, though? It's the second second week in, in this barn. Uh, I'm feeling good about driver it. now second race uh, with yeah. the horse so he knows him. some continuity some nice training uh, this week with the horse and listen our trainer thinks that we can bring it home tonight yep and I and that's good you know what Gabe if there is a gambler a god a horse god out there tonight would be a really nice time to get a first place check yes it would, it would really help us out <laughs> don't you think it's near the end of the month yeah it would be <laughs> Yeah, we're sorry. waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> sorry. I'm waiting for a lot of checks yeah, I know. right check, now. Check, actually, check, to be check, honest check, with you, checks in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> checks in the mail. Checks are my favorite word. Yeah, to no, be I don't like checks. Yeah. I'm more of a bank wire. Yeah, bank wire, bank wire. Yeah, ba bank wires uh, work better than uh, yeah. the checks. Quick envelopes in a, in an alley. But yes, the positivity and the just yeah. You know, we've done nothing but dip into our pockets uh, for the last six Correct. months. It would be nice to actually and get, was, get get something back. In all fairness, you know, for me, too, like, you know what I mean? We got in there. You you were there. I was like, you know, you can't do it yourself, buddy. You come in there, and the horse was hurt. We had to pay for the horse to eat. The barn, it was getting absolutely insane. And thank God Conflict Diamond's back on the track, and hopefully we can uh, make some dough.
Sean O'Connell says, uh, take me home, West Virginia. See, who doesn't want to go? Take me home, country road, yeah. I like West Virginia. I can go there, I know. And I bet West Virginia at the game, too. You know you're not going to get Ohio State prices. Like, think about the people who are going to West Virginia Mountaineer games, Gabe. I could see us really getting sauced up, having a good night for very, very cheap. Think about it. The property there, the hotels in Morgantown, value. That's what I'm thinking. So, anyway, I think uh, West Virginia, I like that as our – we should do a tour. I'm checking the rent right now in Morgantown. Cheap, 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 cheap. I like the start of it. Yeah. Look for a condo in Morgantown. I'm looking at about uh, 800. You know how much I want for the deposit? A thousand bucks. Two hundred. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow! Look at this place. Yeah. Look at this. Let me take a look here. It's pretty, pretty nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. The yeah. villas. Look, Stewart Sounds. Hey, it's Stewartstown. <laughs> hey, look at that. Nice pool. Wow. 705 a month for that? Nice, nice beautiful view. Oh, the Appalachian dude, Mountains. That's the thing. West Virginia is a scenic paradise. Could do the show on the balcony. Oh, man. Nice kitchen. That is $705 a month. I can't believe that place is 100 times better than mine, and I'm paying almost three times as much. What a loser I am. I just got to sit down again. I'm actually pissed now. I was in a really good mood about the horse. I'm seeing people are living there for 700 bucks. God, what a bunch of idiots we are. No, really, How much money do we piss away in rent? Like, I'm yeah, so I, don't, I really don't know what we're getting back. I really don't know what we're getting back in return for this. Nothing. Nothing. What, I'm working on a mortgage, but the bank's got me by the nuts. Like, I, I owe these guys money for the next 35 years. Like, I can't get of it. I go to the I go to the bank meeting. They just when I walk in, they smile like ear to ear. Oh, here, Mister Stewart, come on here. Let's talk about your mortgage. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, I'm done. I think for 705 bucks, I think that's an absolutely fantastic price, buddy. So yeah, let's go. Maybe you got an idea with West Virginia. And I'll tell you another thing. My girlfriend went down to New Jersey a while ago when it was hot and, and you know the boardwalk and everything. If New Jersey, you pass that gambling law, Gabe, I'm going to tell you. It is going to be a wicked place to party again. It's going to get hot, and I'd like to get in on the ground floor because I'm going to tell you, instead of going to Vegas, we can just hop over to New Jersey and make some bets and spend some time there. You know what I'm saying? New Jersey is going to be wicked. we got to go to Monmouth. I haven't even been to that track before. Been to Belmont. Now, New Jersey Jersey feels as though sports betting can... um, you know, it's not going to save. It's not going to save the boardwalk or anything. No, like I said, it's, it's going to start no. off at Monmouth, but yeah, makes a big difference. Well, think about the casinos and stuff. How much they got hurt, right? On a, on a Sunday NFL, on a Super Bowl, correct? A Super Bowl Sunday, yep. the action, the take uh, from the area. Uh, so yeah, West Virginia is one of the states uh, that uh, says that they they're going to jump on board right away. There's actually uh, 22 states that want to legalize uh, sports gambling. I think you'd be an idiot not to. California is the key one. That's the one Nevada has to worry about the most. Oh, like yeah. Atlantic yeah. City, whatever. Yeah, yeah, you'll lose a few people. But Atlantic City's not that close to New York City anyways. And if people still yeah. want to go to Vegas. But I tell you, this is with with the resort fees and everything else uh, that's going on. All right. Now we've got uh, Dave Malinsky stepping up and in. Uh, we apologize, Dave, uh, for the delay. Joining us straight from the Strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. How you doing, Dave? I'm pretty good, Gabe. How about yourself? Are, are, have you settled into the routine of not being in Vegas anymore? Well, Gabe, I miss it. Dave, we're talking about buying uh, some property in West Virginia. Beautiful and cheap. <laughs> yeah, we're just looking at rent in West Virginia. 
Okay, uh, since I have not been listening to this one, I have to ask, because again, I grew up about 10 miles across the line in Pennsylvania. Um, I, I do have to ask the obvious question, why? Well, we were talking uh, We were talking about the legalization of sports gambling, uh, Dave. And I brought up the fact, so, you know, the New Jersey, the Supreme Court case is uh, being, uh, you know, we're waiting on the decision. I think they probably already made their decision. We're just, uh, we're just waiting on it. Um, so... I brought up that West Virginia has stated that they want to legalize sports gambling. And I brought up the fact uh, that uh, they, uh, they also have um, alcohol at their football games. Nice. And I've always wanted to go to a, a football game in West Virginia, Dave. So I basically stated, I'll have no reason to go, not to go, if there's alcohol in the stadium, legalize sports gambling in the state. And I said, recreational marijuana would be a nice, uh, you know, <laughs> nice read. Yeah. And then they do that. And then I'll maybe, Hey, maybe we move there. So me and Cam <laughs> just wondered about the rent in Morgantown and tell them, Cam, pretty nice place at the villas. It was gorgeous. Beautiful view of the mountains, Dave, 705, a pool like that, man, it is cheap. $705 a month, Dave. <laughs> Now, I'll tell you the truth, West Virginia is not, uh, Morgantown is not a bad town. It's a college town. And, of course, growing up right across the state line, as a kid, we liked the fact that Pennsylvania was a 21 drinking age, but West Virginia was 18. Of course Which literally means that once you're 16, once you're old enough to have a driver's license, I mean, look, <laughs> if, if you do manage to park in the parking lot, you're allowed to buy beer. So that's where a lot of us Western Pennsylvania guys first learned to drink. God love West Virginia. 18? That's 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 a good age. Well, it's like uh, yeah. like Quebec. Yeah, Quebec's 18, right? Well, similar situation when we had all the kids from Michigan up the other that's night. Right. There a bunch there was the Michigan University formal, the freshman formal uh 19 in Ontario, so they were enjoying themselves that day, but I brought it up earlier. Michigan on a roll right now. They're in the Frozen Four. Their women's gymnastics uh, gymnastics team just won uh, the Big Ten uh, title. Trey Burke lighting it up uh, last night. You know, it, it sucks, Dave, because people are asking me, am I going to go to San Antonio? And I hate to be a pessimist, but I'm like, Saturday night would be a lot of fun in San Antonio, but I don't know how much fun I'm going to have coming back uh, after watching the Villanova uh, game on Monday against Michigan, Dave. So that, that's why I'm not going to San Antonio. <laughs> No, and here's the truth, too, and that we talk about this for the NCAA Final Four and for the Super Bowl. The worst place to be is at the games, and maybe the Final Four even worse uh, because the building is so big. The tickets get so spread out. You might need opera glasses you know, to see it from some of your vantage points. But the one thing we appreciate as time goes by, the television coverage of these events is so good. You know, with so many different camera angles on everything that is going on, you've got to really have compelling reasons to be at a live event. Now, San Antonio itself would be great to hang around in because you get so many coaches and former players at these events. But you just don't want to be in the arena when the game's going on. Well, it's like Super Bowl week. It's like Super Bowl yeah. week, Dave. Yeah, it's true. Everyone in the media and yeah. stuff. I remember my first media Super Bowl row. I was all excited. Oh, this is a Super Bowl <laughs> big time. And I was doing my radio show right next to Jim Rome. Nice. And at the end of the week, I heard Jim Rome go, oh, I'm out of here. And I was like, oh, you're not staying for the game? <laughs> He's like, God, no. <laughs> He's like, I'm getting the hell out of here right now. And then it was like everyone, all these, like, basically all big-time hosts were gone, man. They're like, no, no, I'm not staying for the game. You know, you do the media row thing, and you get the hell out of there. And you watch the game on TV. 
uh, after the fact. So, Dave, we were talking about just gambling and parlays because there was a big parlay that hit uh, last night. Our friend uh, Scott K, colleague, a uh, good friend of yours, uh, over uh, at the Greek, uh, tweeted out, the Greek account tweeted out that uh, $100 parlay last night paid $14,000 uh, in the NHL. So we were talking about parlay uh, players. And what's your take on parlays, uh, Dave? Because it's always a debate. Oh, you know, you can't win at parlays and don't play these five and 16 parlays. But me and Cam were talking about knowing some pretty big-time bookies, and they stated that they don't fear the single-game player because the guy wins, he loses, it's it's musical chairs. But they actually did fear parlay players because there were a couple of syndicates and groups that were nailing these four, 14 parlays, just taking shots, $400 parlays. If it hits, 18000 24000 and they would hit like once a week, once every two weeks. They'd hit a couple of them, and they were crushing, crushing the book. And I told Cam that you've told me many times, you don't really bet on teams. You're betting on numbers. What's your approach to parlays, Dave, and do you play parlays? Yeah, see, that becomes the problem, let's say, with most people who are betting for a living when it comes to parlays, is on a typical football week. You're going to bet one or two games Sunday night at a good price. You bet another game Tuesday afternoon at a good price. You bet another game on Thursday. What you're doing is you're betting each game at the best price you can find. Very rarely do you find all those prices in the same shop at the same time. When we do that, we will bet parlays. So if I find a a, a T minus two and a half when it's three everywhere else, and I find a plus seven and a half when it's seven everywhere else, then you could parlay them. But it's just that inability to get all of your best bets in same place, same time. And, of course, that's what you've got to do with the parlay. You're limited to that particular book and that particular moment. The stars just don't tend to align that often. Sounds like, Dave, you're like at the grocery store. There's a bu- brick of butter for two ninety nine there. I'm going to go, you know what I mean? It's $1.99. Basically, you're shopping around looking, ooh, that's the best from that flyer, that flyer, that flyer. That's then you bring your bets together. That's a great question, Cam. I'm wondering, Dave, when you go grocery shopping, are you as frugal like with the prices? <laughs> I am. Uh, when, when you're shopping for point spreads? Once you get a value mentality you know, put into your head, Uh, It tends to carry over to all other ports of life. So it it doesn't mean that you're cheap, but you understand the equation. If something is worth 20, you'll pay 20, but you won't pay 25. So that actually becomes kind of a life discipline. But here's where it's better for the parlay players, though. From a money management standpoint, if you've got an NFL Sunday, you've got five teams that you really like, but you're struggling a little bit with your finances and you only have $100. There could be times where, you know what, let me put a couple of different parlays in. You know, I'll do five $20 parlays instead of five $20 individual bets. That's one way to get just a little more bang for your buck when you're on the shorts a little bit. That's Dave. Cam. Dave's so right. It's the round robins, buddy. And that's uh, that's uh, the uh, the old uh, Vince Fun. Oh, yeah. Vince Fun special, uh, Cam. How many times you told me that when the account is beaten down? Marenzi, you got to start firing off mini two-game yeah. parlays. I watched him, Gabe. <laughs> I watched his account get down to $10 and, like, literally in two days turn it into thousands by hitting a $10 parlay, $30. Like, he just kept on building his bankroll with two- and three-game parlays. It's the great way to do it. If you don't have a lot of money, Dave, that's how you attack sports gambling. Yeah, I'm not a big well, fan of the... talk to Scott Kaminsky and, and ask him, like, where, where is one of the big hold advantages come for a sports book? Once guys get down under $100, they can never, ever, ever withdraw. They're going to force it into play somewhere. 
Yeah, and you know, it's funny. That's why I like the <laughs> Vegas-style betting. We talked about that last night. Cyber, cyber numbers, man. All right, Dave, you can hang in here for a minute. We're going to take a, a quick two-minute break. We'll be right back with Dave Malinsky. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. All right, speaking of parlays, our boy, the Sonny Vega at Vegas right now just cashed another two parlays. Now you're just showing off, Sonny. You're amazing, Sonny. Now you're just showing off. <laughs> we, we'll get you back on the show, actually, later in the week. We'll get you, hopefully your cell phone connection is better. Yeah, hopefully you're still alive. And you're not uh, on a scale of 1 to 10. I said, how buzzed are you right now, Sonny? 12. On 1 to 10. No, he said 11. Oh, he said 11. Yeah, he goes, oh, I it was 12. <laughs> oh, just Taylor Stevens' fault. All right, yeah. Dave Malinsky in conversation with us. Dave? Uh, your alma mater tonight, Penn State, in action at the world's most famous arena, the NIT. And playing good basketball through this tournament, I thought that maybe they were going to miss Mike Watkins inside a little bit more. But, you know, sometimes what happens when you lose your post threat on offense and the guards have to step up, they become more free with the ball. And Penn State's guards have been loose and aggressive through this tournament, so the offense has gotten better without Watkins. John Harar has actually stepped up on the other end, played some pretty good defense. I think Penn State moves on to Thursday. And one of the things to really focus on here, Mississippi State was a bad three-point shooting team all season. Prior to their game uh, at Baylor and at Louisville last week, they were 31.2%. Those last two games, they made 49% of their three-pointers. That's not likely to continue. That's more like a short-term roll of the dice than anything we can expect to carry on. Dave, what about uh, the early match? Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers, laying a, a point and a half at, at versus Utah. Man, Western Kentucky, it's weird to see that because the game in Utah, but uh, they're the favorite in the ball game. Line opened up at one, went up to two, down to one and a half now. Any opinion on the Hilltoppers and Utes? Hey, I really like watching the way that Western has played. And if you talk about a roll of the dice season that didn't have to happen, this is a story that could be as good as Loyola's, except for one close result against Marshall. And for people who haven't followed along, Western Kentucky killed Marshall in the regular season, beat him by 36 in the two games head-to-head, lost by one point in the conference championship game. That was enough to knock them out. Reason if it's such a great story, they had one player returning this year. Not one starter, but just one player on the entire roster. But Rick Stansbury rolled the dice pretty well. He brought some high-level transfers in that fit, got some good freshman recruits that have been able to step right in. So this has been a great story of a chemistry developing real quickly. They belonged in the NCAA tournament. They showed their poise when they won at Southern Cal, won at Oklahoma State. I think they win again here and then beat Penn State in the finals. I think Western really is that good. It's wow. got, got parlay fever, yeah. Cam. Yeah, I'm starting to say, Western Kentucky, Penn State, Moneyline parlay. Yeah, <laughs> plus 204. <laughs> that's, what it, that's what it pays, in case anyone's wondering. 
Uh, plus 204. All right, Dave. Let's just go quickly on the Final Four. We'll talk some more college basketball later on the program. We talked about a Final Four yesterday. Dave's in an NBA mood today over at sportsbookreview.com. Focused on the association. Interesting uh, game tonight. Uh, Cleveland and Miami could be the last time uh, LeBron James and Dwayne Wade are, are on the same court together. Yep. Longtime friends, of course, teammates, and uh, now... Um, you know, inter- interesting game tonight. Dwayne Wade, I think he might retire after the year's over. Uh, but quickly on the final four, Dave, I, I kidded earlier about not wanting to go to San Antonio to see Michigan lose to Villanova, but I'm kidding, but not kidding. You know what I mean? Do you agree? Is this the way you think it's going to play out? I do, and I think Michigan's defense, which has been so underrated all season, the number four defense in all of college basketball. I think they give Loyola their toughest matchup. Keep in mind, one of the reasons why Loyola got here, yeah, they play very good basketball, experienced team, high level of sophistication, but the first four opponents they played in this tournament, only three of the 20 starting players were seniors. So those were young teams that could be exploited by the Loyola style. No one ever really tactically beats Michigan. In terms of X's and O's, John Bayline, year in and year out, is as good as anybody out there. I would put him as the best. But the fact that Michigan has the size on the perimeter and inside to guard so tenaciously, I think this is where Loyola runs it into the wall a little bit. Don't be surprised if they have a lot of long, empty trips offensively and Michigan gets it done. I don't know. If I you love guys Michigan's three-point three shooting. I think too. Can they, they, I think they can beat Loyola in so many different ways. You know, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, I, I agree. There's advantages all over the board. I don't know if you guys saw Jalen Rose's hundred-year-old grandmother uh, called out Sister Jean. Oh yeah, I'm all. I got two years on you, Sister Jean. Yeah, she said it's been a nice run, Sister Jean, <laughs> but it's over. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Jalen Rose's grandmother. Nice to see. Amazing. She's a die-hard die fan, uh, right there. Uh, Dave, the the Kansas uh, Duke game was a battle of blue bloods, and now we have yep. another battle of blue bloods once again with Kansas and uh, Villanova. Are you know? Are you expecting? Uh, will it be a lower scoring, ugly game, or do you think it's going to be you know an entertaining game? People enjoyed the the Kansas uh, Kansas Duke game. You know, will this will this be a thing of beauty? This game between two big time programs here, or do you think it'll sort of be a, a you know chunkier style game? Yeah, you know, most Villanova games are a thing of beauty because that offense flows so smoothly. Uh, to, to tell you how good they are, if you go back the last 10 years in college basketball, this is the second best offense mathematically. Only 2015 Wisconsin uh, scored at a better clip. When you watch Villanova play, you'd swear they have five seniors out there, and they have none. It's just this rare combination of guys who understand the game but also have talent. And that's what's unique about this Villanova team. And they got three NBA guys in their starting lineup. I don't know how many will be back next year. I think Brunson might go early. Bridges is probably going to go early. But think about how good Villanova has a chance to be. Yet they don't get out of this one easily. They are good enough to beat Kansas, but I don't know about getting a distance because Kansas will scrap tenaciously. Uh, Devontae Graham can match up defensively about as well against Jalen Brunson as anybody is going to. And Kansas is never out of a game because they can make shots. There is that ability to come down and score when you have to, to be able to hang around. 
David, we were, Gabe and I were talking too, just not just about the Villanova program in general, just solid year after year after year, winning, getting to the final. But what about Jay Wright as a coach? We always talk about, you know, Coach K, uh, Bill Self, all these other guys, Roy Williams. But, like, Jay Wright and what he's done at that level, I was thinking, you know, it doesn't usually work out well for guys when they go from college to the pros, but I think this guy would be a prototypical great uh, coach in the NBA if somebody wants him. He's got the style to be able to make it work, but I just get the sense that he has been so happy where he is. And, and there is something to be said where if your lifestyle is at a certain level, you don't trade it out. He loves living in Philadelphia. It's a great environment around the Villanova campus. Uh, if he gets two national championships uh, in the span of three years, he will have no recruiting issues for the rest of his life. I think he's so happy where he is. It would take an awful lot to disrupt that. Maybe if he was 10 years younger, but at his age right now, I think it's gonna, it would take a lot to move him out of there, especially when you look at the jobs that are going to be opening up in the NBA this year. Who wants them? I mean, real, real, realistically, when I, t- I want to say – If I was the New York Knicks – if you're the Knicks, though, you know, Jay Wright would bring credibility. Like, if you're the Knicks, Dolan wouldn't do it, but basically say, yeah. listen, I'll give you $15 million a year, like type thing, you know? Yeah, but when I say that Villanova has three NBA caliber players right now, why trade down? <laughs> you know, when you, when you look at some of those rosters. Well, it's like Nick Saban, exactly. And, and here's the other thing, too, though, and this is why I think a guy like Wright might not be that compelled to do it. When you look at how good the Warriors and the Rockets are, when you look at how good the Celtics might be next year, it's not like you're going to step right in and have a shot at winning something. It's going to be years before any of these lower-tier teams have a legit chance to compete for a championship. So, if yeah, if you're Jay Wright, you come back to Villanova next year and you could be in the Sweet 16 or you can coach the Knicks and be 500, um, who needs that? So speaking of the National Basketball Association, interesting card tonight. You write, you wrote about this today, and you can read Dave's column on sportsbookreview.com right there on the front page called Vegas Point Blank. Um, so I mentioned the LeBron game tonight. Interesting that uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers have lost 13 straight times in Miami. That's nuts. Yeah. Now, <laughs> That's crazy. Incidentally, though, LeBron's been on both ends yeah. of these, right? Because he was on he was on the Miami Heat. So, yeah, it's been 13. They haven't won since, like, 2010. In Miami, one reason or another. Could be the last time that Dwayne Wade and LeBron James were on the court uh, together here. Dwayne Wade's talking about retirement. Uh, You've got the Spurs and the Wizards tonight, Dave. You wrote about John Wall's imminent return and how, you know, everyone thought, oh, look, the Wizards are better. And the Wizard players were sort of (laughs) trolling John Wall publicly even about how much fun they're having suddenly. Not so much. But no, reality's caught up to that. So what uh, what sticks out to you tonight? I know you wrote about the Raptor and uh, Nugget game tonight, too. Yeah, I think one of the realities of John Wall, because he's now back to full practice with the Wizards now, and you can imagine what an energetic and fresh John Wall is doing at those practices. He's reminding the rest of the team real quickly uh, who the boss is. And I'll tell you what, if, if the Wizards fall out of favor in the marketplace, they become an interesting team now in the Eastern Conference playoffs because Wall is going to be so much fresher than last year. Really, the prime reason why they lost to the Celtics in the second round last year, Wall was gassed at the end of that series. Well, now he's going to have more than a 1,000 fewer minutes under his legs going into the playoffs. So look for Washington to be on an uptick. Uh, B, 
big game for Cleveland tonight because that number three seed means so much in the East, and they're in a big fight with Philadelphia and a few other teams for it. The reason why the three is so important, it means that you could be playing Boston in the second round instead of Toronto. You'd rather catch Boston early before Kyrie gets back into rotation. A little bit of a break for Cleveland. Whiteside won't play again for Miami. And that's Cleveland's big issue. They do not have a rim protector, but that's one thing they don't have to worry about in this game. Uh, no, the one we like the best on the board tonight is Toronto. I think this is going to be a gas Denver team. This is six straight on the road. And last night they were just close enough. They had the lead in the third quarter against Philadelphia before it all went bad. They were just close enough where every one of the starters went over 30 minutes. That's going to catch up to them tonight. They're already shorthanded without Gary Harris. But the mismatch between the Raptors bench and the Nuggets bench has a chance to break this game wide open. Raptors are going to be in a bad yeah. mood tonight. Oh, yeah, too. after losing to the Clippers, too. And, and Denver's tired with all the guys It playing. was a flat spot. Bad spot. The Raptors have been in a bad spot. They, they haven't had a very graceful week ever no, they since haven't. they lost Oklahoma City uh, about, you know, nine days ago, whatever it was. But, and you wrote about it, Dave. You know, they're rested, the Raptors. You know, there's no reason they can just put the, the the finishing touches on nailing down the one seed, and and, and get this uh, get this over with. Now it's an interesting dynamic uh, right now heading into the playoffs. I think this thing's a little bit more open. In past years, we could just sort of pencil Golden State uh, in uh, right now. But betting the NBA right now, Dave, and you know we talk uh, fantasy. NBA on a nightly basis, it's freaking tough, man. You got backups in, there's kids playing, the G League guys are getting called up. Some teams don't care, some teams have quit. It's really, really difficult to bet on the NBA right now, I found. And it's been this way for about the last two weeks or so, actually. Yeah, you've got so many teams at the bottom that are almost impossible, you know, to handicap. Like, I would dare anyone to talk about Dallas and Sacramento for five minutes and have it make yeah. sense tonight. Because there are so many tricky motivations. Here's what also happens, though, is all of your stat files get corrupted. And we're going to see this in the playoffs. So the Golden State Corrupted stat files. I like like that. And that is the best way to say it. In good computer jargon, your Golden State files are corrupted because of all these minutes without Durant, Green, Thompson, Curry. So when we get into the playoffs, all these announcers – that we're going to find in the media. And all they can do is just look at the stats. Like, well, Golden State fell down to number yeah, 11 yeah. in defense this year. It's good for the sophisticated better because the guys who do the best filtering are going to win. But if you're not doing that filtering, the NBA stats are a complete mess at this stage. It's a very good point. The stats yeah. are garbage right exactly. now down the stretch. You don't, and then, you don't know what's going on. Exactly. It's crazy. Yeah, and, and it affects <laughs> the, the numbers that people yeah. will be talking about uh uh, talking about down the road. Hey, Dave, what about the Houston game? Uh, we know James Harden's going to be out tonight. That line opened up at 17.5 for the Rockets uh, against the Chicago Bulls, down to 13, 13.5. Uh, still, I'm having problems uh, pulling the trigger with the Bulls on this one. You got any opinion on this game? Yeah, part of the problem is because Houston is so shorthanded, they only have a few guys they can use, and they all happen to be pretty good. So tonight there'll be no Capella, no Harden, no Emba Mute. But guess what? The guys you do have out there, that means Paul and Gordon likely to combine and play 70 minutes in the backcourt. Um, they will still dance around Chicago. It uh, looks like marketing is going to be back for Chicago, which gives them a little, little more punch. But these are so difficult because these are simply what the coach chooses to do. 
So if you had a feel for where my, how Mike D'Antoni would try to control this, in the past, we've liked to bet games like this under, where the big favorite just wants to grind, nothing else, just you know, use as little energy as possible. But the problem is because Houston's down three key guys, they're not as flexible in their rotation you know, as they would be. So they can't say, well, Chris Paul, if you play well early, you'll be out at 25 minutes. No, he may still have to play 35. They don't have the alternatives. And the Houston Rockets are 0-4 against the spread this year when favored by 14 or more. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, but it's dipped. Uh, 13 and a half. Yeah, it's dipped, exactly. <laughs> so under 14. Suddenly, yeah, suddenly the number doesn't uh, exactly mean the same. Uh, Dave, it's always a pleasure. My man, Major League uh, Baseball, uh, first pitch in uh, less than 48 hours. Pretty ridiculous that they're playing exhibition Nuts. games right now. They don't give these teams an opportunity to just get to the town, set up shop, and get comfortable. <laughs> I mean, you, you've already gone through it. spring training. I, I know. Like, it's enough. It's enough now. It's very, very bizarre starting on a Thursday. But I'm glad to have baseball back, and uh, we'll be looking for some spots. And uh, we'll start uh, throwing some fastballs at you next week. We'll certainly be ready for them. Hey, it's always a pleasure, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Hey, good luck, everybody. Dave Malinsky. Great stuff with the professor. Does the professor play ponies? Or is it just, uh, no, nah. nah, he's not a, not a horse guy, just uh, all other sports. No, nah, but he has joked about uh, being smart enough to bet against our pony. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, yeah. don't, no, I, I told you, the guy at the OTB patted me on the back. I get this beer. I got a mystery beer yeah, from course a guy. He's like, yeah, hey, cause every everyone time else is your there. horse is favored, all you're doing is helping everyone. I'm like, thanks, I know. jerk, you prick. Our horse, our horse, our horse runs. is making everyone rich. Other Except horses are great value on other horses. And, yeah, a horse that should be 4 to one is paying like 12 to I 1, know, and everyone's thanking nuts. us because of it. I know. It's crazy. All right, so we encourage you not to bet. Like, yeah, a don't ton of money on, on a horse. horse. You can yeah. have a little fun yeah. with him if you want. But uh, we'll share a story with you here. A wife in uh, India not happy with her husband. Indian wife divorces his husband after he bets and loses their kids. <laughs> Against his village rival. Oh, his village rival. From the Daily Mail. An Indian woman divorced her husband after learning that he had gambled away their child. The man named only as Motion from New Delhi had originally gambled away his entire family. Motion. But the debt was reduced to one child after the white protested. Reports say Motion, a well-known gambling addict, was betting against a, a man only known as uh, Imran. At one point, Motion bet his wife and two children, but lost. I thought it was over a cricket match. <laughs> I think Gambler's Anonymous. Uh, India? Gambler's Anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy, check yourself in. <laughs> If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game time decisions.
All right, I think it's time that, uh, I think it's time the Fed step in right now. Stop worrying about transvestites in the military. You know, people on the left, you uh, congressmen and senators and everyone, you on the left, you gotta shut up about Russia. And you on the right, you gotta stop like, worrying about walls and, uh, you know, <laughs> and trying to put Hillary Clinton in jail, all right? Hillary's done. Just legalize and, gambling. And do something about Penn State University. <laughs> like Jeff Sessions. Like, seriously, what, what do you do, Sessions, besides, like, lie in front of Congress all the time? Like, um, you know, like, this Michigan State stuff's out of control. Like, oh, Michigan you know, State, like the dean, nuts. now the dean, one of the, the, the medical dean, uh, you know, Larry Nasser's boss just got uh, arrested uh, for, like, I don't know, child porn and groping women and assault and... What the hell is going on in Michigan State? One of the other head deans there didn't believe the victim, said all these little U.S. gymnasts are all just little liars. It's out of control. Like, who polices the police here at Michigan State? Great point. Like, at some point, like, the governor. Where is the freaking governor? You, you, you got to step in here at some point. And, you know, the NCAA is hunting down. Ooh, someone got a $1,000 envelope and a pair of Nikes in the mail. And, and meanwhile... Like, the, the powers that be, they're not sorry. Like, everyone needs to be fired and cleansed. Like, it's to the point where you need to shut the damn school down, like, pretty soon. You're right. And uh, think about the negotiation. I'm not talking about this from sports. No. I'm talking about no, the like, actual. Yeah. Like, life. like, yeah, they're scumbags. Like, the people that run Michigan State University, you're scum. You're scum. And I want to say to all the prize recruits out there. You're going you're, to Michigan. You're welcome to, to come to Ann Arbor, a beautiful community. <laughs> Let's bring in uh, big man on campus, Jeff Nadu. <laughs> what's what's going yeah, on? Uh, I, I will, I'll agree with that. Uh, Michigan, uh, though, unfortunately, is uh, not at the top of the recruiting field uh, even next year either. So uh, I don't think it's good. Gabe. I don't think they. I don't think these recruits care too much about uh, what schools do it right. They want to go and get uh, get known. You know what I'm saying? No, it helped. Yeah. No, no, the tide is turning in the state of Michigan, though. You know, Brady Hulk and uh, the circus and Rich Rodriguez yeah. and stuff. It's uh, They're out of town. We, we got killed in state with the recruiting. And, uh, oh, now, I was talking Harbaugh, basketball, Gabe. You're right. Harbaugh. Football for, yeah. Well, the thing is, P-Line, P-Line doesn't yeah. need to hand envelopes out to people. Exactly. We go to the Final Four every two years, big man. Yeah, no, they've, they've done a nice job at still getting, you know, good players in there and players that believe. And, and yeah, they're I mean, a system I, team. You, they're a system know. team. Yeah, like Beeline sure. doesn't—he doesn't want individual. It's not an individual. No, team, 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 team. He's a team yeah. guy. He was but, that way with West but Virginia. My, but my point with, with that was like Muhammad Bamba, I thought would have been great at Michigan, but unfortunately, Muhammad Bamba you know, doesn't want to sit in college for four years or three years. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to go and, and spurn Michigan and go to a, a Texas or another team like that. But yeah, no, think, Michigan's always there today, so that's all that matters. Listen, we've been down this road. We had the Fab Five. And, you know, we ended up on ESPN and 30 for 30s, you know, 20 years sure. later. So sure. we've been, sure. we've been down this road. Yep. You know, I th- I was really hoping we can get the Barrett kid. He's from, he's Canadian. Yeah. From uh, my hometown. Yeah, it was it's close to Michigan, and he was close. Barrett he's, he's going Duke, to right? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Duke. <laughs> yeah, Duke's got the, the first uh, top three recruits next year, so. Great. Great. And the, and the top two. And a, the 12th best recruit as well. So, yeah, they're uh, – That's good. What are you going to tell us really next, that uh, Odell Beckham, Jeff Nadeau is going to give us more good news. Odell Beckham to the Patriots? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're an Eagle fan. Everything just keeps coming up Eagles. Now, Odell Beckham's getting traded out of the division, yeah. probably. Looks good. He's actually he's actually coming to the Eagles, actually, from what I've heard. <laughs> you know, like Jet fans are like, let's get him. It's like, they're not trading him to the no, Jets. You no, think no. they want him, like, on the front page of the New York Post uh, sure. every day? All right, so uh, you're going to San Antonio uh, for the uh, the final four. And uh, yes, it's a beautiful, world-class city, uh, San Antonio, Texas is. I'm a Michigan fan. Part of me would like to be there, but also part of me is a realistic Michigan fan and knows I don't want to be flying home from San Antonio all drunk Tuesday morning or Monday night, pissed also, off after oh, losing to Villanova. Also, we night. dropped it a couple times in Vegas. What are you, yeah. some kind of rich guy? You go to San Antonio too? I'd rather be in <laughs> Vegas than San Antonio. <laughs> um, uh, but without being stated, I do like Michigan against Loyola Chicago. I think it's a, I think it's a bad matchup for Loyola Chicago. I mean, Nevada, it's like they've never seen a freaking pick and roll before. Kansas can't shoot. I mean, these guys, you know, Kansas State, excuse me. Kansas yeah. State, not the most graceful offensive basketball team to begin with. They fell behind early, and they were screwed. Uh, Miami didn't have a point guard. Tennessee are a bunch of raw kids. You know, unlike Nevada, we actually have seen a pick and roll before. I think it's a bad matchup for them. Uh, I think Michigan wins, and I've been moneylining Michigan throughout this tournament because I've always thought, ah, the spread's uh, it's pretty accurate, it's pretty accurate, but I think Michigan's going to win this game comfortably, big man. I really do. Yeah, yeah. Get, you know, Gabe, I've I've been very high on Loyola. I've been on them probably the last three weeks. I, I've been very high on what they've done the last three games, I mean. Um, and I think you're totally right. I think this is the end for Loyola. I actually think Michigan will cover as well. I, I just don't really see how – their offense is going to be as effective as it has been. Michigan has turned into an absolutely elite defensive team. And Xavier Simpson will really bother, I think, Clayton Custer. Uh, this is a guy that really is an elite defender. And I don't think uh, Krutwig has any chance against Wagner. The only chance where I don't think Michigan doesn't cover is if Wagner has a game like he did the other night. He has to be able to shoot the basketball better. And that's what was so impressive about Michigan. They didn't make any shots from the outside. Villanova was the same way but they still found ways to win the game. And I, I think the magic will eventually run out for Leola. This is not a particularly good matchup for them. I kind of lean over as well. I think Krutwig will have some success on the block against Wagner because like most bigs that sit down in the front court, Mo Wagner doesn't want anything to do with those kind of guys. He, he, he be, If you saw in the Florida State game, he was very timid uh, defensively and offensively. He just sat on the perimeter kind of – was gone for long periods of the game. Uh, Crutwick should have a pretty good offensive game, and you know, Loyola will hang around. But I think it's like a seventy-four, you know, sixty-four type of game, and, and we'll get up and over the total, and uh, Michigan will cover. I like where you're going. Yeah, I like where you're going there, big man. What about uh, Kansas Villanova? Kansas Duke. What a game. That was really good for college basketball, big man. Great yeah. game. Thought Duke could have won it at the end with Grayson Allen double clanking out. And, uh, uh, what, Kansas, what, a, what a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame for Ted Cruz. But uh, I, anyway. like, I like I <laughs> I like, like after, and he saw his quote, big man, he's like, uh, you know, it was, it, it's not a lot of fun going into arenas and having people uh, yell F you at you, but I learned, you know, it was part of being on Duke and stuff. It's like, dude, no one's yelling F you at Backley. <laughs> you know what I mean? No one's, well, don't no one's people and you won't have that problem. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah don't exactly. don't ass check people like yeah. on national television. Don't kick people in the nuts. Like he's just such a low life. But sorry, Cam. I oh, just no problem. To no say, problem. Screw you, Grayson Allen. So, no, I was just gonna say. And I like how all these media people <laughs> the next level. Yeah, what next level? He's gonna be nothing. It's yeah. next level. You'll be you know you're working at Kinko's. That's your next level. It's interesting you said. I actually disagree. I think it's good end of the first round pick. I think he'll make a roster, and I think he'll actually be a decent player in the NBA. I mean, he's he's very much in need. I mean, a two guard that can shoot the ball. I think he's like a 25 to 32 type of player right at the end of the first round. I find it interesting you guys don't don't see that. That's interesting. No, no. He's going to be a bench guy. He'll be lucky to stay in the NBA for three years. <laughs> Is that your emotions no, talking there? Well, no, you know. If he tries that crap in the end, yeah, oh, he's gonna get yeah, he's gonna get killed. I know, I agree with that. Like, I'd like to see yeah. him ass check Sergi Baca yeah. of the Raptors. That's not gonna go very well. <laughs> right. right. Now, like, I'd like you, to see you, the look you, on little Grayson's look. I'd like to see the look on his face, big man, when Sergi Baca looks at him and goes, "From the Congo, I'm gonna freaking kill you." Like, I'd like to see how he handles that. Yeah, that stuff works against like Elon and like people like that, but uh, that ain't gonna work against Serge or. or, or Imagine, or, yeah, if he, tri- like he trips Joel Embiid, that's gonna end well for Grayson. No, yeah, yeah, very poorly. <laughs> Sorry, can't like go trip, on. Uh, no trip. Yeah, any of those guys. Yeah, you're right. He, he has to get the emotions in check, which he hasn't been able to do. Think about the, the you know, we talked about Kansas Duke, big man, but Villanova, they're just one of these teams, you know, laying five. They make it look so easy, too. In the Texas uh, Tech game, mm-hmm. it's like, Texas Tech, yeah, you're close. Like, they're not, no, they're not close. Villanova just, it almost seemed like at will they could have named their number in that game, and it, it came so much easier to them. This should be a better game. I always look to take Doc, but how do you get in front of Villanova laying five there? I'm just saying, they just seem so superior, and they could beat you so many ways, big man. Huge total, the 155. Uh, they're going to have to have a lot of offense to get to that number. Yeah, you know, I can't escape Villanova, man. It's like I try to get away from fucking Philadelphia, and I go down and I get to deal with all these Villanova dicks um, for, for five days. Uh, just wretched people. It's amazing. But, um, yeah, I, listen, Cam, I, I think I think the overs break that here. I, I don't I don't really understand this total at all. I mean, you got, you got the first and fifth most efficient yep. offense in the country. Both these teams well over 80 points a game. Tempo, they're very good. Um, three point percentage, 40 and 40.3%. I think you're I mean, the, the first game got into the one sixties, Duke and, yeah. uh, and Kansas. I, I don't really foresee why this total is one fifty five. I think because of overtime though. Yeah, exactly. You know, big man, well, where would you, you make, where, where would you guys make this total about a buck 64 and a half? No, I think it's a fair number. My deal is with this is you're throwing them into a stadium right now, guys. Yep. That's the variable. That's the only variable. Like if this is an arena, I bet the over automatically. Yep. But, big man, you know this, man. You put these guys in a football stadium, sight lines are yeah, different. But it, it's just, you know, it's just it's not the same. But keep in mind, I mean, th- this was a basketball stadium at one point. I mean, it it still is, basically. I mean, didn't Spurs play there for many years? Yeah, um, the first I mean, I, I hear the arena. The optics yeah, are. They, hey, listen, the Raptors used to play where the Blue Jays played, too. It didn't mean it was good. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting, it is an interesting point. But I, I was sure this total would be kind of like, Cam's point, like 161, 162. I think 155 is just a bit too low. This might be a good maybe first half under, second half over. Uh, as we know in college basketball, it's all about anymore how the officials are calling the game. Both these teams very efficient from the line. And the big concern, Cam, that I have for Kansas and why I'm not in love with taking the points here, if as of week eight is in foul trouble, which over the last three games he's had 14 fouls and he's fouled out twice, um, they're done because yeah, yeah. Spellman and Pascal are big, 
big matchups for them. I don't really see how Kansas is going to guard Villanova. There's so many great players. And, and frankly, I don't see how Villanova is going to guard Kansas. I just think this is guard city, you know, transition, pace is fine between these two. None of them slow it down. I think you're going to see two overs in these games, frankly. I think, you know, they do get to practice on these courts. They'll get a little used to them. Uh, but Gabe makes a great point with the, you know, the, the peripherals and that kind of thing. But hopefully it won't be too big a deal. One thing I will note, though, the national championship games themselves have generally been lower scoring. Yep. Last year, 71-65. Villanova beat North Carolina 77-64. Duke beat Wisconsin 68-63. Connecticut beat Kentucky 60-54. Uh, Louisville-Michigan, all the way back to 2013, yep. that was the highest scoring, 158 points put up on board. Before that, it was 67-59. Before that, 53-41. Before that, uh, Duke and Butler, 61-59. Just stating, I mean, generally... The championship games have been really low scoring, even when you get the higher scoring uh, teams. So, um, big man, uh, NIT action uh, this, this evening. Uh, we've got Western Kentucky and uh, the Utah Utes, and we've got uh, an interesting uh, basketball game uh, with uh, with Penn State and Mississippi State as well. We were talking about the games earlier, both me and Cameron in agreement. Well, I don't know an agreement if we're going to be right, but we both like the same sides. The Hilltoppers Hilltopping. and the Penn State Nittany Lions to, to advance to the NIT final. What's your take on the NIT tonight? Yeah, you know, this is this was a tough one for me because I have been very interested. And kind of like the way I'm with Loyola, I've ridden West Kentucky. I've been very into this team. I think they have a huge ship on their shoulder with all these transfers. But I do think this is where it ends for them. I just think Utah's school team – I think right now with the switch to zone that Larry Kristoviak's been able to pull off, uh, West Kentucky struggled mightily against zones this year. And I think, I, I just think they're a bit more of a better team. I like the Colette back. I like Bearfield Bibbins. Um, for me, I think Utah is a little bit more experienced in games like this at arenas like this. This West Kentucky team was a thrown together group, but I will say this. They have a lot of experience this year with some of the big games they played in. I think it's going to be a great game. I was able to get two points. I'll take the two points in my back pocket. It could be a close game that could prove costly uh, or could, could prove important at the end. I just think for me, Utah's a slightly better basketball team, and the zone has looked real good. I think that's kind of the side fact for me. But it is a coin flipping game. I just think Utah's a better team, and I'm going to take the better team getting points. What about Penn State and Mississippi State? Where are you going with that one? Yeah, it's this. You talk about a, a toss up here. I don't think that there's any betting value whatsoever in this game from a side perspective. I can maybe make a case for an under here. Um, you, you guys mentioned on the last couple games the the you know the optics of of the arena, Mississippi State, kind of a down home team, very used to playing in Starkville. That's where they really play their one best. One thing, you're right, big man. I'm glad you brought it up. Yep. I'm just going to quickly say one thing. Penn State played in this arena a couple of weeks exactly. ago in the, in the Big yes. Ten tournament. I think that's an advantage yes. for them. Good point. And, you know, they, I thought when Mike Watkins went out, that that was the game he went out against Ohio State. I thought you know, they would really struggle, but, you know, they found some ways to really kind of get involved in this tournament. You know, th it makes me sick, guys, to watch Penn State play basketball. Do you know why? Their four best players all went to Roman Catholic High School in Philadelphia, and Fran Dumphy wasn't able to recruit them. Uh, Pat Chambers <laughs> was able to come down and just highway robbery those those guys and now they're up at Penn State playing when they should be at Broad and Cecil B. Moore playing at Temple. It, it's sickening. I'm sick of it, guys. Get Fran Dunphy the hell out of here. Yeah, now you got to go and uh, watch the, the snot-ass kids from uh, from uh, Villanova. Villanova. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. And I got to be around all those, um, you know, uh, sweatshirt tying around their waist, flip-flop freak uh, from the main. Ferry topsiders. Hey, let's go to the yacht. Yeah, the, yeah, the, you know, the, the Von Holden kind of people. You know, I'm Bruce Von Holden. I'm from the main line. I went to Temple. I'm a build over law school. I live in Hoboken now. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, don't bash uh, Hoboken. Uh, we like Hoboken. Half, right? half our station yeah, lives they all in live Hoboken. Live there, yep. <laughs> they're, 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 they're hipsters. They went to Syracuse, I think, though. <laughs> These guys live in – they're from Philadelphia, and they practice in Philadelphia. Why the hell do you live in Hoboken? Does that make any sense? Big man on okay. campus. Have Strong. a safe trip to Texas. We'll speak to you. Uh, yeah, we'll check in with you there uh, in Texas. Uh, have, a, have a safe flight. Thank you, pal. Appreciate it, guys. Follow, follow Big Man uh, on campus at Jeff Nadu on Twitter. Taking shots at Hoboken on the way up. <laughs> <laughs> Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Game time decisions, red heat and rage. Powered by DailyRoto.com. Dominate DraftKings at FanDuel Major League Baseball Contest this summer with Daily Roto's MLG, MLB projections and optimizer. Go to DailyRoto.com slash premium. Save 10% with the promo code FNTSY to use all the same tools and projections that millionaire maker Drew Dinkmeyer uses. The tools just don't work for football. This is the same site that Drew used last for last year's top five. $150,000 DraftKings live final finish. Head over to DailyRoto.com slash premium, dude. Save 10% with the promo code FNTSY and see the results for yourself. Baseball is back. On a Thursday. Baseball is going to be great this year. It's going to be great. And you know, I'm going to stick to the system. We're going to make a lot of money with Camp baseball system. this year. Betting $3,000 on every <laughs> opening day game. That's the system. <laughs> it's like Spike Lee in that movie. It was it Jungle Fever? He had a, a gambling issue on baseball. Like he bet on the home team every night, like all 15 home teams. Recipe for disaster. Oh, it's a horrible move. <laughs> like owning owning Mahoney did the same thing in the movie. Can I take all the Can I take all the home teams? And I, I, well, remember he's betting on the Canadian Football League. He's like, what's this guy doing? That's a bad recipe. Especially baseball, actually. It doesn't matter. Home field means the least in baseball, actually. I would say it means the most in basketball. Yeah, out of bas- all the sports. Yeah. Basketball. It's closer. Col- especially, no, college. In any college, sport. College, listen, college sports. College, college, yeah, college is, the the most, co- college is the most dominant. Yeah, college is the, the NCAA, most dominant. Yeah. top of the list. Yeah, without a doubt. College is the most dominant. But, you know, you want, they say that, uh, you know, home court or home field or anything doesn't matter until game seven. You'd rather have the game seven at home. I but, agree. 
But out of all the... Well, when you're betting in a regular season, mm-hmm. yeah, baseball, home teams. Out of the major sports, you put baseball in the four hole for home field advantage. So, yeah, we're stoked that uh, baseball is back. All right, so we got all kinds of... Uh, all kinds of crazy stuff that's going on in the sports uh, world today. I want to get to some of them. I want to talk about the Buffalo Bill Stadium uh, issue in a moment. Uh, but uh, Cam got a little bit worked up as a Stormy Daniels' attorney once again just appeared live on CNN. I don't know what it is about this guy. Like, I, honestly, I'm just every time Michael I see Michael Avenatti. Him, yeah, Michael Avenatti. I just see red like a bull who sees the matador with the red. I just I, I lose my mind, and I don't care. I don't care about. So you the, saw round two last oh, night. Oh, Avenatti and and, uh, and and Cohen's lawyer. I, I taped it because Joe was out. He was uh, cleaning uh, carpets. Uh, he does uh, and he does supermarkets and carpets. So he he hates that guy too as much as me. And uh, I was cheering for uh, Trump's butt. And I know they had the guy in the middle, and I know, hey, I don't know California law, whatever. Like, the guy is such a smart ass. That's what I hate about him. And he's a media whore. He, he's just, every time I'm watching CNN, this turkey's on TV now. It's like, hey, we'll see what happens, man, because uh, I, I, I have a bad feeling he I gave his what, client bad advice. I, I don't think she's got a case. I don't know what the case is. I don't know that's, what the point is. Well, the, the I don't they, know what the point of any of this I, is. That's the thing. You, what, okay, if you have sex. I get the point. No, but, but if you have sex with. A porno star, and the guy gives you one hundred thirty thousand dollars. Isn't it over there? Like, I don't understand. Like, what are you? What are you trying to do? You think you're going to win? You think you're going to win this case? They're not winning. Trump will win this. Trump's going to win this case. Trust me, man. I think she's getting bad legal advice from a narcissistic turkey. And I think she, it's bad. It's a bad move. I think what'll happen is she you think they're going to settle. She yeah. She won't be allowed to write the book. And uh, she won't get sued for violating the the NDA. Mm. I think that's the way it's going to go. That's a good angle, Marenzi. We'll we'll see what happens, Yeah, this Avenatti guy doesn't seem to me like the type of guy that's going to settle on anything. No, that's the thing. He loves himself. He's just going to keep on grinding and grinding and pissing people off. Would you want him representing you? Let's say you were suing Roger Sportsnet. (laughs) You would probably like his dickness on TV. You'd be like, damn right. Great point. You'd be like, damn right, man. Stick it to them. Go get him. Great job, Actually, I do. You'd be texting him. (laughs) I love how you rattled him. Yeah. (laughs) The best was when I got when, when I got let go from that company for like whatever and I, I went up just to see I talked to a lawyer and I'm like hey man you know he's like well Cam I'll tell you you know because I talked about us and the things we used to do and all the crazy people we met and I'm like you know what he goes even if I had a case he goes they're gonna bury you in court he goes for all the money I can get you you're gonna be paying 10 times I'm like okay I'll walk away you can't beat the big companies Gabe. you just can't you want to but you just can't you need a lot of you need deeper pockets than we got. Well, Stormy Daniels is uh, she's she's trying. She's going for the biggest yeah. uh, the biggest uh, prize in America. She's the trying. President. She's trying. I don't know if it's going to work though. Basically, she wants to get the uh, the disclosure, the contract voided. Yes. Then, therefore, she turns around and signs a book. Correct. Correct. Yet, I don't know. Looking who, at the contract, yeah, what's the book deal? What's in the book? Yeah. What, what, like what? We I, already know I slept everything. With Tra- yeah, I slept you with had Trump sex once. with Trump in a bungalow in Lake Tahoe. That's not a book. That's a, a that's per- a page. That's right. It's an epilogue. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a it's a precursor to yeah. It's an yeah, intro. Ten years before he was president. Like it, uh, what? What's the book? That's another thing. It doesn't even bother. Like the thing is, all this crap happened. Like. Clinton got his di- di- wang sucked like, when, he, when he was president. Like, who cares about what Trump did at a golf course in Lake Tahoe 10 years ago? I don't care. It doesn't even matter. Do you? Do you care? I just care and wonder uh, where what uh, Ben Roethlisberger role in all of this is. <laughs> because... <laughs> 
because because just of course Ben Roethlisberger has to be involved in this somehow. Somehow he's there. And so yeah, if you're unaware, so basically, after Stormy Daniels left, she was escorted to her room by Ben Roethlisberger. So I just I'm just wondering like, so what's the deal? So Donald Trump's doing Stormy Daniels. Daniels. Yep. And Ben Roethlisberger just happens to be in the hallway after. <laughs> like, I, you know, if I was Anderson Cooper, I would ask. Yeah, I would have said, what's, what's, what's Big Ben? What's, what's, what's the deal with, with Big Ben here? Like, where, where did Big Ben come in and all this? And well, just by chance, what? I don't know. I think maybe Big Ben is like Sincata or something. Like, Big Ben was like, you know, listening through. He's like, yeah, you know, ooh, he was, ooh, hey. Hey, Trump's got a stormy in there. <laughs> well, there were a lot of escorts and porn stars at that party so he was into something yeah i just i don't and really I saw know what our, the friend book last, our friend last night i was sorry i didn't i didn't accompany her to the room what so what trump trump's gonna tag team you too like i don't know what the hell's going on that chick's gotta go away yeah she does alana Evans. oh yeah she's awful hey alana <laughs> we get it eh <laughs> <laughs> say you're not like you have. What's your deal in this? You I know, have, that's no. another thing. I, she's on TV, and I'm like, what the hell? What What's the story? Like, there was not. What you didn't go up with Stormy Daniels to double like team Donald her, Trump? When's the last time you spoke to Stormy? She's like, Stormy doesn't take my calls right now. It's like, well, because <laughs> you're going on TV every night trying to jump on her train here. <laughs> Very good point. I told you, Jessica Drake. She's she's the one that knows too. She knows things. Yeah, she's she's kept quiet. Actually, she took the 130k and just shut up. She that's never what, said anything. That's what you should have done. That's the good move. Get yeah. paid and don't worry about it. That's a good chunk of change. She never even had sex with him. No, she was just there. She was, I believe, uh, just in the allegedly room. that she was propositioned. Basically, offered 10k. She said, "Screw you." And basically. After when they were cleaning up the mess, they were like, well, we also offered this chick money. Like, if we're going to pay Stormy off, we're going to have to pay Jessica yep. off. Whoever, because she's got, she was there. You know what whoever I mean? knows gets paid off. Yeah. And Alana's just late to the party right now. Too late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sick and tired of, like, I, it's the same old thing. They're like, all going to go away. They do. They do. They're not going to lie. You know, Stormy Daniels uh, breast on TV. It's not unpleasant, no. but it's enough now. I agree. It's time. I'm like, with uh, you. like this is going nowhere. It, it is, and, and every night it's the lead story. It's like you know, it doesn't matter. Like you, there's no Anderson crime. Cooper to to there's Burnett no to, crime. To, to Lemon. There's no crime. No, there is no crime. Like what are we arguing about? We get it. You know what I mean? Like what, what's uh, what's what's the shocker here? There is none. He had sex with porn stars. And some people, not, he didn't have sex with porn stars, but eventually got paid. I wish we were around at that party and somebody was giving us an envelope. I don't want to say in the same room as Trump, but I wouldn't mind getting some hush money. I'm glad I don't have anything to do with this. Like, honestly, you and I would end up getting arrested somehow. Probably. You'd blame us. We wouldn't be getting sued at all. Yeah. Carl Miles would give us bad advice. Yeah, you my, my Michigan. You actually, you actually had a good. My got, Michigan State grad. Uh, attorney. Oh yeah, that's right. He went to Michigan State. Oh god, but he got he, he did good for you though. Like he did he he was good. Wasn't he a good lawyer? He said uh, his exact uh, legal uh, legalese and his his exact words to the judge in Buffalo were, "Come on." <laughs> I paid $500 yeah. for my lawyer to go, come on. Yeah, well. Actually, was a good thing because basically they read the charge out and the judge said, come on. Yeah, yeah, he said the same thing. Yeah, come on. Come on. Like, 
I got charged with uh, I got charged with uh, exposure for taking a leak on a tree. Very yeah. close. Luckily, it was not indecent exposure. It was just exposure. <laughs> now your lawyers did better. My I, I had a lawyer once, and that guy took me yeah. to the cleaners. No, no, no. Car- my Carl, guy was Carl. my guy was a friggin' idiot. The guy had a perm. Carl Miles did a good job. I suggest buttons. actually, I recommend if you ever find yourself in trouble. In the Buffalo area, I do recommend Carl Miles. Good attorney. Yeah, he got you. He got you off. Paid a minimal fine. Yeah, if you kill somebody, you probably want to. Uh, uh, yeah. up to upgrade. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. Carl Miles is good for exposure and down. Yeah, Carl Miles is good. Uh, <laughs> Public yeah. drunkenness, exposure. Yeah, yeah, you know, rowdy. He had a few too yeah. many drinks. Yeah. He drove home. Carl Miles, you know, can yeah. help you out. Yeah. yeah, he's a lot like Sam Maislin. Because Good people make mistakes too. Judge Sam Maislin understands that that is the best commercial ever. Judge Sam Maislin. So Judge Sam Maislin used to be a judge in the county, in Buffalo, and uh, now he flipped and he's a defense attorney. So he knows the insides, right? Obviously. So that's his thing. He's like, hi, I'm, I'm Judge Sam Maislin. I'm now working for you because I understand sometimes good people make mistakes, and then he's got his phone number. And there's like a scratch line underneath of cocaine. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to go. Yeah, it's like a powdered yeah. sort of Z at the yeah. end that only it, someone that does cocaine would notice, know. Yeah. And that's when he says, because sometimes good people make mistakes. And then there's like, like a, there's like a line of coke that appears on the screen. And he's basically telling you, listen, you get busted with coke, call me. <laughs> Yeah, it looks it's like to it's the point when I go to a Bills game, Cam, I got to start bringing business cards of everyone. <laughs> Salino and Barnes, Barnes, in case I get hit by a car in the parking lot. Carl, Carl Miles, Miles, in case I get uh, arrested for taking a leak in the parking lot. Sam Maislin, in case I get busted smoking weed in the parking lot. <laughs> it's like all the Buffalo attorneys, which one? And we're leaving out our, our main man, William Matar. Oh, yeah, hurting a car. Call William Matar. Hurting a car. Four, four, four. Four 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 four. Pretty damn good number. Great number. You can't forget the fours. The eight 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 eight. Eights are the best and fours. One. Yeah, they, it, it all works the same. All right. Um, so you and I were talking about exposure, and just the other day, a couple of weeks ago, it was last week. It's amazing. I was t- we were talking about Albert Bell in his surliness. Yes. Albert Bell arrested on indecent exposure charge. What did he do? Just whipped it out in public, or like what? What? Here's a. There's actually yeah. a photo, really, of Albert Bell. <laughs> he just likes to take his good pants down. Albert Bell was arrested for two counts of indecent exposure and uh, driving under the influence in a soccer game in Arizona. That's what you get for going to a soccer game, Bell. But a man says that the former uh, baseball player was uh, taking a uh, piss behind the door of his car, only pulled his pants all the way down. TMZ Sports actually has a photo of the situation. Uh, It said he was leaving the game, uh, and he stopped in traffic when he saw five-time All-Stars bare ass. A woman nearby was angered by the sight of Bell's butt and said something uh, about her kids being present, to which Albert Bell replied without turning around, don't look then. If you got to go, you got to go. You've been there. He didn't turn around, at least in Flash's uh, that, jump. That's, uh, that's true. He just pissed into the Considering floor. he's Albert Bell, she's lucky he didn't piss on her. Uh, that probable cause statement from police, however, said that Bell turned around and actually did shake his genitals. Oh, uh, there we go. There's part two. Yeah, there there, <laughs> there it is. See, Al, if you just would have, yeah. Why didn't you go in the bush or something? 
I mean, he, he's going right beside a car. But Mike, Mike Florio seen me in a similar situation here on a train in New York. Yeah, you're holding in for like about an hour, right? Uh, it it was, looks like he's. It got, was pain. He looks from that picture that we see. There's a lot of destinations where he can just take a piss. It doesn't just have to do talking it into his car. about this story makes me want to take a piss. I know, but you only got a two minute break at the top. Yeah, so I, I know. Think. Like we've got to do something about this. We need more sponsors or something because yeah, these two minute breaks. Like yeah, basically, Cam. Like, there's no in between here. No, there's not. Well, you know, you're gonna go out and have a have a dart or I got no use of facilities. Bring, I gotta bring the headset into the bathroom. <laughs> we'll just do the show. Do the show from the toilet. Yeah, do a show. <laughs> Sorry. So, the probable cause says that Bell turned around and shaked his genitals at a man who complained uh, and his daughter. The statement is, uh, does also mention discovery of two spots of pee near Albert Bell's car. Kind of hard here for him to 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 deny it. No, he's pissing he's, right in front of his door. Yeah, yeah, it's exact. And then you see the pants are all the way down. Like it's just that's the way it is. It's he's done. <laughs> like I'm sorry. There's a lot of shrubbery and vegetation too. Like you didn't need to take a leak like right under his before his car door. Like just go for a little run That's somewhere. Like there's it's there, kind there, of a jerk move to yeah. piss on a guy's car. car. Exactly. There's vegetation everywhere. Just go for a walk, whip it down, and just go around bushes. Like you did at the big tree. <laughs> but you understand I do. I do understand one point of view. Like you've been in that situation. When you gotta go, you gotta go. Like some people's bladders are a little bit different, right? Like it's like exploding. You know, especially got grapefruit like, down there. Especially after like eighteen beers. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Things change. Yeah, when you when you we got suds in there. Yeah, it's it's a re, it hurts. I'm still mad I didn't take the Buffalo Sabers last night. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'm a, I should have live bet them and to, to hedge all my bets. I would have made a fortune last night. But what are you going to do? You know that Jerry I'm an idiot Jerry Jones actually hates hates Michael Avenatti as much as you do. Really? Yeah. Good. <laughs> I don't care what people say. The guy, it just, I, it just, I've never met a guy like. I don't care if the guy from New York he comes on with Trump's buddy, like he seems like a nice fella or whatever. You're in an argument with the guy, but just he just keeps on enticing they him, did. enticing him. Like he's gonna get punched out pretty soon. They did. He's gonna get punched. No, seriously, that's why they have the guy in the middle. Like I, that guy's really calm, man. Like he just keeps on insulting him. He says, "Hey, should." <laughs> what do you say? Bring the defibrillator? Yeah. Like, are you assuming the guy's a, a like a huge fat guy? He's not that. He's a little bit chunky. He's not huge. All right, so this Michael Avenatti, Sports Illustrated camp, just did a feature on him a couple oh, of days ago. Oh, why not? Why not? <laughs> CNN, basically, he's working for the company now. Like, we should do that. That's a good point. Well, yeah, what, what, you know, Sports Don Illustrated Levin's is actually owned by Time Warner. Oh, no, he's really? Thing. Oh, what a coincidence. I, I'll be surprised. I, I, no, you're right. He's going to get hired as a legal expert. Of course he is. Do you think we're stupid? We watched this show. How many times has he been on CNN in the last like week? He's on every single damn panel. And I hope that guy punches him out, Trump's buddy. You're not going to believe this. He's a professional race car driver. Oh, really? Eh, more power to him. <laughs> we got to be careful what we say about I him because he'll sue us. I know he will. And I don't have any money. But he, uh, Cam, he actually represented uh, fans that sued the NFL and Jerry Jones. Oh, that's why Jerry Jones hates him. And he beat him. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Upside down. All right, we're telling you about Michael Avenatti. So he represented the fans. If you remember years ago at the Super Bowl in Dallas, I don't know, it was about three, four years ago, it snowed. It snowed in Dallas. The whole week was a disaster. All the corporate like uh, tents like blew over. They screwed up. They got fans in late, so they missed like the first quarter of the game. People had obstructed views. Paid a lot of money. They paid a lot of money for Super Bowl tickets. And there was a class action lawsuit uh, by fans, and one of the lawyers representing the fans happened to be Michael Avenatti. <laughs> he knows to go after the big fish. He sure does. So Avenatti actually got Roger Goodell to testify. And uh, suppose it's not on video here, but it's in Sports Illustrated. They said it was a very entertaining battle between Avenatti and Goodell. And then he got, uh, he got Jerry Jones on the stand. So Avenatti says, when Mr. Jones came off the stand and walked by counsel table on his way of his courtroom, he was staring at me in a way no man has ever stared at me before. My co-counsel, a former federal prosecutor, leaned over to me and said, I've never seen a human being look at another human being with such hatred in their eyes before. <laughs> Avenatti says, I wear that as a badge of honor. The jury awarded his client $76,000 for the Super Bowl ticket. <laughs> so he got... He got seventy six k for a uh, for a fifteen hundred dollar uh, yeah. ticket experience. So, sounds like he did pretty good. Yeah, Jerry Jones wasn't too happy of getting like. Supposedly, Avenatti was pretty bullish in the courtroom hey, with Jerry Jones. That's his, that's his style. Let's bring in Tony Sincata and get Tony's opinion on Stormy Daniels' lawyer. Yeah, like well, I just want to punch him in the face. No, I want to punch him in the face, and I want to clarify that. <laughs> yeah, seventy six thousand bucks. It's for everybody that sued. So all, he's the only guy that made effing money. I was part of a class action suit with Ticketmaster, right? They've been <laughs> effing people over the table for years. And you know what I want? I won free vouchers, which I've never been able to cash in in three years. They have only certain events. You can cash them in. And all these lawyers, they made all the money. And you know what? I'm still taking it in the butt. Yeah, well, See, Tony's kind of my side. He's going to screw score Stormy Daniels. She's going to lose and owe him tons. She is done. <laughs> it's true, Marenzi. I'm telling you, bet on that side. It's over. You think you got a case? They got no case. Yeah, she and there's no way in hell she's getting twenty million dollars for a book deal. No way. She backed herself into a corner. She came out swinging with this turkey. Now they're done. You know, like the whole she thing. She should is make it sort scratch of and sniff. Scratch and sniff. Like, we found out, like, you know, she had sex with Melania and there was a video. Then that's $20 million. Yeah, exactly. But that's not that's happening. That's big money. I'll pay, I'll pay to watch that. But for one page Stormy of a book. And Melania, but yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's not happening. Melania's in separate rooms. She doesn't even talk can to you imagine? There's a better chance that Melania is sleeping with Stormy than Donald right now. Correct. That much. I will yeah. say that is true. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if the President of the United States have had a porn video out that we didn't know about? That's insane. <laughs> I would want to see it. 
I think you have to though. It's it's kind of like the John Wayne Bobbit. You don't want to see that, but you have to look at it. It's like driving by a car accident. You got to look. Yeah, it's got it. Got it. Got to stare. Eh, Tony? I, made, I made the mistake yeah. of looking at uh, that wrestler China's uh, oh, yeah. Taurus. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. It scarred me for life, actually. Like uh, I don't know if you've ever seen like portions of that. Yeah, it's one, not. It's not good. One night. Do you in know China? who the only? Yeah. Do you know who the only fantasy sports host to have sex with China is? You. Lisa, Lisa. Ann. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can Google it. You can Google it. <laughs> See it for free. <laughs> nice. Friend told me. We we don't want we don't want to get uh, <laughs> we don't want to get in trouble with no, HR yeah. here at exactly. Melrose Play Studios. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting start to the show. How'd your night go uh, last night there, uh, Steve? Went Shrimp? good. Did, we, you do okay? We, yeah, made some money. And then the Degenerate Special, I came in fifth place, but I was like .75 out of the money because it's all close on those Degenerates because it's only one game. So uh, now I'm going to go at it again. But I was thinking of game last night with the Degenerate Special. I think that's a, a better name than Showdown. Degenerate yeah, Special. Yeah, the Degenerate Special. Yeah, the Degenerate Special. Trey the funniest thing the, ever. Uh, he, he, he was the special Trey, last Yeah, Trey Burke. Oh, God. We we got that one, but it, here's the funniest thing. I go over to I took a, a withdrawal DraftKings uh, last week, right? So tonight I loaded up on a lot of games. So I said, you know, I got to put a little money in, and and they have boxes: twenty five, fifty, hundred. It says uh, people's favorite choice under hundred. Now it's never been there before. Are they kidding me? What people's favorite choice? Yeah, the hundred now. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they added those words. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm sure it is. It's their favorite choice. So we've got uh, some breaking news. Uh, Cam, your favorite coach, Chris Mack, uh, hired yeah. Louisville Cardinals. Ooh, interesting. Bad, he, bad job at the end of that Xavier game. He but... can go choke with Louisville now yeah. like he did with Xavier exactly. for the last 12 years. And uh, also, uh, the L.A. Rams, these guys are on the warpath right now. Uh, they're they're definitely stockpiling talent. Their defense is going to be unbelievable right now. Yeah, yeah I mean, come on, it's crazy. Sue, you got Aaron, Donald, Peters, you got Donald. Sue, Donald, Talib, and Peters. You just threw in here. Made it let me ask a question though. Let, let let let's just take the opposite approach on this one. I just wanted to say, I, I just threw this out there because uh, their new stadium reportedly is costing five billion dollars. Five billion. Yeah. So I guess they're going to charge like I don't know five thousand dollars a ticket to get into these games. Do you think though these guys are, they've bought all these guys at the end of their career and they're on the way down? No, Dominic Sue's well, thirty-one years old. He he only made twenty-nine tackles last year. No, uh, I don't think look- Sue's great. But Marcus Peters is only 25 years old. Talib is still an elite back. Talib's another uh, cornerback that's up there in age. And the funniest part about Marcus Peters that people don't realize, Marcus Peters is not a great cornerback. And you know why I know that? Because you can't have nine interceptions to be a great quarterback. People don't throw at you when you're a great quarterback. Deion Sanders, people don't throw at. Revis, when he's in his prime, people don't throw at. They would have one, two, three interceptions. 54% of passes from Marcus Peters' direction were completed last year. I know. He's a playmaker. He's a big player. All all or nothing. Yeah, that's the thing. He's going to make a pick or get burned bad. Yeah, but 
he's an upgrade on uh, what they oh, have. Absolutely. That's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. And and you can't deny the fact it's just the team depth that they're going to have, Tony. Right. And I think it's yeah. sort of I think the Philadelphia Eagles success, actually, and the Jacksonville Jaguars success of the rotation, rotation, rotation. I think teams are starting to get that. It's good to have a lot of bodies to throw out there on defense you know, throughout the course of a game to, to avoid the fatigue factor. They're going to have a lot of options right now, Tony. And they brought in Shields as well. And he's an older guy, you're right. But, you know, they're bringing in veterans. Listen, I've never been a huge Sioux fan. I've always thought he's sort of an underachiever and kind of a dickhead. But if he wants to play, though, he's not a bad a player. Kid. Yeah, he could be a killer. He's not a motivation. And that's the one thing going on in Miami that I, you know, in his defense, maybe he's motivated. He figures, you know what, I've never won anything in my career. I've made a lot of money. This is my one shot to win something. Yeah, that's why I like. That's why. But I, like I don't think move. he cares because he was going to sign the Jets two days ago. <laughs> he wasn't right in there. See, <laughs> money's money. Yeah, but when, when, when you've made enough, though, Tony, I'm starting to think that's what with a There's lot of guys no is money, money, money. Thing, man. Uh, no, I'm just saying though, I still think he wants to. I think he wants to win. I think it's a good spot because St. Louis. He hasn't done Jack. He's been with loser teams his whole career. Now it's like it's party time. All right, guys. With baseball, uh, with the baseball season uh, set to start, I've got uh, we got some interesting uh, interesting things here. This is right in your wheelhouse, I can. This is uh, the the. Uh, the latest and newest Major League Baseball ballpark food items. Ooh, nice. Yeah. What do you got for me? All right, so uh, let's go. Uh, let's go to Texas. Texas Rangers, the Dilly Dog. This is a dill pickle that is cored out and stuffed with a jumbo hot dog, and then it is battered and fried. Oh, so it's like a pogo stick uh, with a pickle. Amazing. And in Texas, they're also serving the uh, Triple B bacon brisket and uh, bologna. Topped at barbecue sauce. <laughs> Sold. Well, that's it becomes that, a certain that. age where you got to stop eating bologna. Like t- after 12, uh, we got to get bologna. <laughs> You're right, Tony. Bologna's a loser. Got, it's a loser thing, but you know what? I go yeah. for it every once uh, in a we while. Got, we got pictures of everything Goofy here stick. for you, Cam. Oh, well, God. That looks awesome. So it's essentially a custom dill pogo stick, yeah. I do like it. All right, this brisket, that's, that's looking oh, pretty good. That's a heart attack special right there. Tony's right about bologna, though. It's just, it's 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 a loser meat, but I'm in. A Cheetos jalapeno bacon dog. Cheetos, Tony. So real Cheetos on top of a jalapeno. It's a hot dog wrapped in bacon covered yeah. with Cheetos cheese. Taught with spicy jalapenos and crunchy Cheetos. I gotta admit, yes. though, see that see, that's Cheetos the thing. are ghetto, man. That's what I, I don't want say. them that's on. That's another any thing food, about man. these millennials and their new food. You yeah. just don't throw just a bunch of shit on things and say, "Hey, man, it's supreme." Like sometimes it, it's too much. Here's like, the problem with eating much. at the ballpark, right? You got to go in the bathroom for like two in- two innings after eating that thing. <laughs> yep. And then they have the worst yep. toilet paper in the yeah, in baseball yeah. parks. Yeah, one it's fly. That, yeah, one you fly. Go to, yeah, you go to the bathroom in a baseball stadium, dude. There's piss all over the toilet. Oh, it's seat. disgusting. Yeah. I've also people have no, puked. Have you had stuff. to take? No, I've been in situations. I got stomach problems where I've had to take a dump. Tony's right. Like you might as well bring your own three ply in there. It's a nightmare in those bathrooms. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? When I was the host of the Expos post game show, I used to have to go a lot. Oh. And I was like, you know what? There's only 3,000 people in the stadium. I'll use the women's bathroom. There's no one in here. <laughs> They're even worse. Like, yeah. Yeah, women's bathrooms are freaking nasty, man. Same thing. Like, I don't want to get too graphic, yeah. but, yeah. Like, there's, there's things there's, happening. There's bloody tampons. Uh, and it's like, uh, I don't want to get too graphic. Yeah, no, but 
There's averages. It's the same thing. It's like all that's right. why the cleanest anyway, bathroom we'll, we'll, is the men's room at a Melissa Etheridge concert. That's the only time the bathroom is clean. <laughs> You're the only one. Uh, Come to my window. No, Tony will be there soon. Right, so they also have a home plate chicken sandwich in Texas. Yeah, chicken, fried chicken. A giant, uh, it's pretty good. A cinnamon roll. Yeah. Rolled gold waffle cone ice cream. Ooh, rolled gold. That's pretzels. Ham fries. I can do without the ham fries. Yeah. You like poutine, though. The, fries and gravy and cheese are enough. The, the People are doing everything with fries. Now we have nacho fries, ham fries. Like, anything they can do, they do it with fries. It's a good point, Tony. It's just sometimes just uh, you don't need all that crap. Cheese, cheese curds, and uh, gravy, though, with fries, that's a winner. Now, I don't even know what the hell this is in Los Angeles West. with the Dodgers. Yeah, also new to an already very strong ballpark food selection at oh, Dodger Stadium. It's a cob of corn with a, a pretzel chicken croissant and spicy chicken sandwich. Yeah. Some of this stuff sucks. Like, what's this? So That's corn with roasted sweet corn, rubbed ch- with chipotle, lime, mayo, mayo dusted with flaming hot Cheetos, Gogeta cheese, and F- F- minus. That sucks. What the hell is that? That's you know awful. the other problem with eating some of the stuff at the ballpark? They don't give you a knife. You can't you go, hey, can I have a knife? No. <laughs> Especially in L.A. Well, look at this one, Cam. Yeah? This is in Atlanta. See, Atlanta's, they, Atlanta does the, ooh, the spectator. Man. A big chunk of cheese. Jumbo jumbo potato stuffed with jalapeno cheddar sausage and then bacon wrapped. And then it's topped with cheese, cream, scallions, and more jalapenos. That's what I like. You know what I like about Atlanta? They got the cheap prices at the Falcon. That's what you do. You stuff things properly. Like, you don't need all this other crap. What are they doing in Cincinnati? Cincinnati's the home of Skyline Chili. Bologna. Yes. What's up, bologna? Yeah, people, people are thinking bologna. bologna. What's Bologna's up with the bologna? Because really it's cheap, uh, and they can mock exactly. it up 100%. Good I'm not going to a ballpark. You know, bologna. bologna. Losers. People in soup kitchens. Yes. I know. Or in prison. Like they serve it in prison. I buy a bologna puck when it's on sale. And of I course you do. But I know. It's just not. It's, it's a loser beat. Do you buy spam too? No. No. I, I'd eat it if he gave it to me, though. But I won't buy spam. I'll buy ham, though. It's almost the same thing. Yeah, thanks for giving me the uh, the KFC coupons yesterday. It cost me 40 bucks. I tried to be a friend, but I didn't know you were going to order a Sunday and all the other crap that you ordered with it. I thought you were just going for the chicken. Wait. Hold on. It took 50 minutes for you to get there, and you ordered a Sunday. What did that look like? No, I didn't order a Sunday. It took oh, 76 right. minutes. <laughs> then it was a chick, and she was all confused. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Did you, you know, invite her in? I, hey, you know my intentions were good. You felt like fried chicken. I gave you the coupons. I, I know, but you. I was so looking forward to it at the I, end of the call when she goes, that'll be 3340, uh, sir. Oh, jeez. I, I didn't have Why? the heart to yeah, back out. Dude, Cam gave, gave me a coupon for, like, the family pack. It all started out. I was going to just order a three-piece meal. That would still cost you 20-something bucks. And then Cam's like, well, you know, I went for the bargain value, so I ordered, like, the 1999 family pack. <laughs> and uh, you figure the family pack would come with sauce, but it doesn't, so I ordered, like, a large gravy. It didn't come with sauce? No. Oh, that's my fault. And then the chick was real good at upsailing, too. She's like, can I interest you in a piece of strawberry cheesecake? Yes. And I was like, yes, you can. <laughs> And, you know, next thing I knew, it was up to like 34 bucks, and then you got a tip, Tony. So it yeah. cost me 40 bucks, TKFC. You know what's crazy? Uh, speaking of tipping, uh, you know, well, I got grossed out after five pieces. Yeah, wait, is, wait, you wait. Did you say you were going to give me one? 
Leftovers? I was at a comedy club. My bill was $5.58 the other night, right? And so I gave the lady 20 and she goes, do you need change? And I said, yes, unless you're coming home with me. I mean, what kind of question is that? $5.58? So do I need change? She wanted a $14 tip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's people must say yeah, right? Because why would they keep doing like? Yeah, they, they must get a couple a, suckers. What, 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 what did you end up giving her? I gave her, I don't know, three or four bucks. I gave her too much because <laughs> she didn't say no to coming home with me. So I was hoping there was still a chance, but it didn't happen. Kansas City's right. got the pork, the pork belly mac and cheese. Yeah, see, Kansas City does it right too. They know barbecue. Like oh, you love yeah. mac and cheese. Uh, see that? That's pretty good. No, that's good. Because you're gonna go. You're gonna drink a bunch of beer. Yes. That's good. You eat this yeah. in the first few innings, and, and then you, you start what? drinking the beer. It gives you, you got that the rock mac and solid and base there, to yeah. enjoy the rest of the eight innings. Yeah, they're smart in KC. Yes, they do. They, I lived they in KC for three years. Greatest ballpark I've ever been to to go to games. Well, Kaufman's gorgeous, Tony. You know, Seattle's gonna get trendy. Yeah, they'll, 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 yeah, they'll seafood they'll, lobster roll. Yeah, they'll have that. They'll have like sushi and stuff too. They'll butcher it. New York Yankees—they're not screwing around. They're serving beer art. It's for you, Tony. Uh, yeah, you, you know, order a beer. It's got like Lou Gehrig's face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Brazil like you is... know, like the you know, like the designs and like. Uh, espresso and that stuff. Like, I'm not yeah, kidding. Look yeah. it. it's, like, it's like, yeah. It's you like, are like an Aaron Judge beer. That's fantastic. I don't even know how Drusilla's to trying to uh, defend bologna. He says, isn't bologna the same stuff that's in the hot dogs? They're bacon wrapping here. It's just a wider cut. That's all. I don't know. Maybe he's right. I have no idea. No, no. Bologna, I don't, I don't, no, bologna and hot dogs are totally different. They're the same low-grade meats, but they taste differently. Hot dog uh, bologna, bologna is like at the bottom, bottom oh, yeah. of the food chain. Well, they know what they call a Newfie steak. Like, it's garbage. Like, it's, I used to know a guy that lived on bologna. Like, it's, it's a step up from spam. Yeah. I actually no, said, I'm no, not kidding. They no, feed bologna to people in prisons. Spam's at least cooked A piece ham. of bologna, two pieces of white bread, and uh, there's there's your lunch. Bologna's actually lower than spam. It's 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 a mystery meat. Like, it's not even like I've a never, ham or a turkey or anything. Yeah. I don't even know what bologna. I mean, wouldn't eat bologna if you paid me right now. <laughs> I've never tried an uncircumcised penis, but I think it would taste like bologna. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably right, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>